1: Welcome to Mad Truth with Dr. Gina. So glad to be with you. We are going to get right into some Mad Truths for sure tonight because this is therapy for your activist mind. And we've got to go right to it because I'll tell you what, there's a lot to learn from what we went through this week in these primary elections. We are still in some ways a fledgling movement, this MAGA movement. We haven't been in the body politic for as long as... Uh, we've been Republicans, or as long as Democrats have been Democrats. So there's some things we need to take away that are critical, critical to our being able to continue to win in primaries, to not do stupid stuff, (laughs) very important, not to do stupid stuff, and uh, to be able, most importantly of all, to win again in the general election. Um, Primaries, I think, are so critical. And if you don't vote in primaries, you you just, I mean, I just want to say, you, you have to vote in primaries. Primaries are where the real action happens. Primaries are where you decide between conservatives or GOP's GOP establishment, right? That's where you decide. That's where the rubber really hits the road. Because once you're stuck with a GOP candidate in a general election, you're stuck. You, know, you can vote between some establishment loser who might as well be a Democrat or an actual Democrat in name, and it doesn't really matter. So you've got to got to vote in the primaries. I know all of you did. I know you're all all good like that. Um, it was a wild night of primaries. A lot we can take away from the Pennsylvania Senate race that is still too close to call as of this particular podcast. I hope they'll call it soon. It's headed, of course, to a recount. I guess bureaucrats and government get to take as long as they want with those, so I don't know when that's going to be. Anyway, there's a lot to learn also from Congressman Madison Cawthorne's loss last night in North Carolina. That's an important one, too. I'm going to touch on some points that I bet you don't know that are kind of critical and very important takeaways. And I want to talk about governorships because they are so critical, and I think a lot of people just don't realize how important those governor's races are um, and what it will mean to our next general election. It will be critical, especially that one happening in Pennsylvania. So I want to get to all the Pennsylvania drama in a moment. But I want to take a moment first just to talk about Madison Cawthorne's surprising loss. I don't think a lot of us um, expected that. Now, as President Trump alluded in his uh, tacit endorsement of Cawthorne, Congressman Cawthorne is the youngest congressman to be elected in 50 years. And he had some wild moments as a young man for sure. But I don't think that is uh, what sunk his candidacy. Let me say my husband was the youngest senator, state senator in Missouri. And I remember it being just very, uh, how do you say, overwhelming to be the youngest senator. There was a lot of pressure to sort of keep up with the, with the white hairs when my husband didn't have any white hair and there was a lot to keep up with in terms of the good old boys club that really didn't appreciate a, a, a young guy coming in there, being so young and they kind of wanted to shut him out so he kind of felt like he had to prove himself but he didn't want to compromise and that annoyed him even worse, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I understand the pressures because I was right there in that Capitol building with my husband when he went through all of this. Um, And what happened to Madison Cawthorn is really interesting. After redistricting, he ended up in a mostly new district. Um, this This is post being elected, right, with new voters who hadn't seen his name on the ballot before. And I believe that's when the left saw a point of weakness that they could exploit, because they hate anyone who talks Trump, who supports Donald Trump. Over the past week leading up to Election Day, a coordinated smear campaign was launched against Madison Cawthorn. Why, you ask? Well, because the establishment and the left hate him. Because he's a Trumper. Because he's been a staunch voice for America First in Congress and has aligned himself closely with President Trump and people like MTG and people like Matt Gates. The left and the GOP establishment did what any enemy team would do, especially if they were demonic like this one is. I'm sorry. Yes, I just said the GOP establishment is demonic. I believe that. The left is even more demonic. They took this opportunity to target Madison Cawthorn during a vulnerable moment. They hit him when he was down, and they took a scalp last night the anti-American left and the never-Trump Republicans are absolutely, make no bones about this, do not guess that uh, this wasn't completely intentional and collaborative between the Gopes and the Dems. They collaborated. They colluded to take Madison Cawthorn out, and they were celebrating today that they were able to knock off a Trump ally, especially a Trump ally that no matter how late and how qualified Trump's endorsement was, he was endorsed. And before this, Trump only had a couple of losses on his endorsements, and they got to add him to that pile. This is a very important lesson, and this is why I want to speak very directly to you some mad truth, because the attacks, like the one that happened on Madison Cawthorn, they will continue. They will not stop with Cawthorn. No matter how much blame he deserves for his actions leading up to those attacks, You should all beware, as I say on this podcast, as I say on my nightly show, Dr. Gina Primetime on Real America's Voice, almost every single night, the Democrats are really, really, really good at one thing. They're really bad at most things. They have no ideals. They have no values. They have nothing in common with the American public. They're so radically left that they just have to accuse the right of doing whatever they're doing, and most of the times it backfires, but they're really, really good at one thing, They circle wagons, we circle fire. And that is why we lose every time. Let me tell you, friends, there is no one on the right, not even you. I have personal friends who uh, have lost their jobs, big jobs in some cases, because they spoke the truth about their political feelings. Or maybe their wife spoke the truth about her political feelings. Or maybe their child spoke the truth and they've lost their job over it can't make this up no one on the right is immune from the attacks of the left and you can't run in fear you can't hide or you're doing a disservice to god and your country and yourself let's not forget what the pilgrims gave up for our country let's not forget all of those who sacrificed their entire lives and sacred honor for this country if you lose your job because you spoke a certain truth then that was God's will. And I can absolutely tell you he has a blessing that is inherent in that that is bigger than the job you have today. It might be to get you off of your bad place. It might be to give you a blessing that's bigger. Any of us who have climbed in our careers to a place where we're really pleased have lost jobs along the way only to find that God had a bigger plan. So don't you be a coward. Don't you dare be a coward. Don't even call yourself a patriot. Don't even say the word U.S. Constitution if you plan to be a coward, but I know you're not that. There is no one on the right immune from the attacks of the deviant, demonic left. If you are a pro-Trump politician, they will find some way to smear you. If they can't find facts, they'll just make them up. You all know, those of you who followed my career at all, the left accused me of having fake college degrees. Lie is still over all over the internet, even though I sued and settled with the fake outlets that posted this absolute disinformation campaign against me. Why did they do it? Because Donald Trump tweeted about me a few times about a book I'd written about him and because they knew we were becoming friends. And I'll be frank with you. At that point, they knew I was likely going to go into the administration. So they made a big splash Fox fell for it, banned me pretty much, at at least at that point. And this is what happened. If you think they won't do it to you, you're wrong. They'll do it to you at the city level, at the county level, at, at the neighborhood level. They will do what they can to destroy you. They did it to me. And those lies are still out there. Even though I've posted all of my degrees, I love asking them, which one of my degrees do you think is fake again? Because I have four three postgraduate, all with honors, by the way. And I don't say that to brag. I honestly am not impressed with anyone who's gone through school. I think academia is mostly a brainwashing institution. All my schools were liberal. That's another thing that's funny about them insulting my schools, saying that they gave me fake degrees, is that all of these four leftist universities would have had to collude to give me my degree. One of the schools I went to isn't necessarily leftist, but the other three pretty much are. I wrote a book defending Donald Trump's sanity. I went on television on Sean Hannity's show and said, I thought Donald Trump, perhaps with all the knives in his back and all the attacks that he'd endured, is the most sound-minded president ever to occupy the Oval Office. I know most of us don't think we could work under the pressure that he had. Well, that was all the left needed to accuse me, to attack my degrees that I worked for, almost a decade for, to undermine my career. It almost worked for them. I am in such a much better place now, and I'm so thankful for that. But Madison Cawthorn, the real sin he committed, and i got to tell you, I have not studied hard what he did. I don't even care because none of it has to do with how he acted as a congressman and whether or not he voted correctly and whether or not he espouses the values that matter to our Constitution. I haven't watched. I don't know what he did. I really don't. I haven't seen anything. I haven't looked at – I don't know. So if I'm missing something serious here, fine. But my point is that the sin he actually committed that lost him this office is the sin of aligning himself with President Trump. Not to say he's perfect. We cannot, my friends, we cannot turn on our own when the media and the left and the never Trumpers go on the attack because they will. They will never stop. We must learn to circle wagons instead of circling fire in these moments, especially when these attacks come in the last moments before an election. So stand strong in the face of those attacks. Reject them every time or else they will pick us off one by one until they have destroyed everyone defending America and destroyed America itself. Now, all of that sounds a little dark and gloomy, so I want to tell you something really good. If you watched our special election night coverage last night on Real America's Voice that went way into the evening, uh, you heard me say some good things about Chuck Edwards that won that seat, or won, I'm sorry, that nomination over Madison Cawthorn in North Carolina. The good things about Chuck Edwards, apparently he's a very conservative guy, so conservative, in fact, that he was given an award this year at CPAC for being, I believe, the most conservative legislator in North Carolina. So how about that? So see, God works all things together for the good of those who love him and live according to his precepts. Romans eight two eight is my favorite scripture because it is so reassuring. So Chuck Edwards is supposedly a MAGA guy. A really good guy, just an unknown to us. So we will wish him the best and get behind him. All right, I'm going to come back in a moment. I'm going to talk about Kathy Barnett. I'm going to talk about these governorships. These are takeaways, lessons we need to learn as conservatives. The first one, as I told you, circle wagons, don't circle fire, especially in the waning hours of a campaign. Don't believe the lies they throw at our good people. God protected us in this one because he knows a lot of us are new to politics. But we got to be smarter. Wise as serpents, gentle as doves. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, coming at you right after this. Stay with us. More Mad Truth with Dr. Gina right after this. I'm so glad you guys are with us. Thanks for joining me. Hey, if you would like, share, review, and all those things, this podcast, so that we can keep going, because that's how we keep going. And if we don't hear from you, and if we don't, if we don't have you support our advertisers, and if we don't have you uh, review our podcasts, and we don't have you listen to them, all of them, and recommend them to your friends, share and subscribe, then they go away. And I can't talk to you on this depth, at this depth, on my TV show. TV shows are sound bites, right? Podcasts are me and you alone with a microphone. Second big truth. First truth I said that was our takeaway from the primary elections last night. Do not circle fire on our own in the last moments of an election. Don't ever do it. If you know they're a MAGA candidate, just hold your nose and do the right thing because if it's coming at, right before an election, it is a trick of the establishment and the left to take that person out if it's a MAGA candidate. Okay, lesson number two. And I'm going to get to the Kathy Barnett, Oz, all that stuff, the McCormick stuff. I'm going to get to that in a second. You're not going to want to miss what I have to say there. So I'm going to say stuff I've never said before. Uh-oh. That's when producer Jason gets nervous. Second point, governorships matter. Governorships are critical. They more than matter. Look at Pennsylvania. Look at the Mastriano race. That is so critical. Do you know why that's so critical? Do you understand why that's so critical? It's so critical because the governor of Pennsylvania appoints the secretary of state. Do you know what the secretary of state does? It's okay if you don't. A lot of us are new to politics. I know you're an expert in something. I'm an expert in almost nothing except for, like, dogs for whatever reason, boats, and politics. So pretty simple. Whatever you do, you're an expert in. I'm sure I don't know it. But the governor of Pennsylvania appoints the secretary of states. Secretary of states, count the votes. Right? Right? It's not the votes that count. It's who counts the votes. That is the best lesson you can take to the bank from the 2020 elections. And the next governor will appoint the person that counts those votes, who is the Secretary of State. Now, the governors do a lot of other important, critical things, too. But in Pennsylvania, it couldn't be more important. And in fact, there are 12 states where the governor either appoints them or they are appointed by the legislature. So never underestimate the power of a gubernatorial election or of a legislative one. So thank God Mastriano won and he won big. I'm going to tell you more about Pennsylvania, too, that's going to be very encouraging you, for you, um, for the general. But Mastriano won big, bigly. We call it a landslide. And we got to toss a little hat tip out to Joe Biden for helping with that. He was really a huge <laughs> Oh, Biden, what a disaster. Let's go, Brandon. All right, so Pennsylvania has, in our general election, 20 electors. That is huge. And as such, the Mastriano victory last night, the Mastriano landslide last night is very important. And this is why Gina gets a little freaky when people talk about Um, other governors running for other things. We have a phenomenal presidential nominee. Donald Trump has shown again and again that he has the strength, he has the vigor, he has the uh, substance, he has the get it done, promises made, promises kept. Donald Trump needs to be our nominee and we need to unite around him and anyone saying otherwise is out of their elective minds. Ron DeSantis has got to say governor of Florida. We need him here. Governors matter. Look what Florida has done to inspire gubernatorial votes around the country. Right? Look what DeSantis has done. Other, other governors are a dreaming to be as popular as DeSantis because everybody wants him to run for president. Well, okay, whatever. You can, you can have your wish, but he needs to stay governor right now. Donald Trump is the only nominee who will get us across the finish line in the next election. And I have more good news about that. But I'm going to go to break first because I want this last segment to be all about Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's numbers. I'm going to talk to you about Kathy Barnett. I'm going to talk to you about Dr. Oz. I'm going to talk to you about McCormick. And I'm going to tell you things no one else has told you. So you're not going to want to go away. More Mad Truth with Dr. Gina right after this. Last segment with Mad Truth with Dr. Gino starts right now. I have a lot to get to. This is therapy for your activist mind and soul. Looking at Pennsylvania, I told you how important the governor's race was. I told you the takeaway from that is that governorships are critical. But here's one really cool thing. If you look at Pennsylvania and you add up the number of votes of Republicans and Democrats, While everyone likes to say Pennsylvania is blue, don't buy the lies of the left. 1,327,000 Republicans voted last night. 1,208,000 Democrats voted. So there you have it. We have the numbers in Pennsylvania to win everything. Trump won it in 2016. I believe he won it in 2020. And we have the power to hang on to not only those twenty electors in in Pennsylvania, but we have the power to hang on to all of the victories we've just seen last night in Pennsylvania. This is some good news, my red titers. This is a big, this was a big beginning of a big red wave. It's very cool. All right, I want to, I, I said last night in my monologue, if you happen to see my television show on Real America's Voice, that some people were very upset with me for my perspective on Kathy Barnett. I, I, I've said this before. I've looked at elections for a long, long time. I saw Kathy imploding all by herself. I saw her say uh, she lied. She contradicted her own words. Um, she said at one point that she had never voted for Donald Trump. She said at another point that she voted for Donald Trump. You know, just tell the truth. If you never voted for Donald Trump, fine. Like Elon Musk just said, you know, I I, I voted Democrat, mostly Democrat, my whole life because I thought they were the kinder party. But I've learned they're di- the dividers and my votes will go to Republicans in the next election. People learn. We understand that. There is grace. You don't need to lie about it, Kathy Barnett. She also said she won't endorse a winner, won't endorse the winner in her race. She's the only person out of that big primary field that is capable of doing that job in Pennsylvania. That doesn't exactly express the humility she claims she has. I've known Kathy for a long time. I have my own personal story about her. I also know many stories about her from people who live and work on the ground in conservative MAGA politics in Pennsylvania. They told me things that they've asked me to keep private, so I couldn't say much about it, but I did say enough. And now let me say, I I was not a J.D. Vance guy. Donald Trump endorsed him. I'm going to support the victor in every primary in the Republican Party, but I don't just go against someone or be for someone because Donald Trump says it. I understand he has his reasons I have mine too I respect him I know he respects my my view he asks me my view on a lot of these races he asks me especially about the Missouri race a lot this Kathy Barnett though she's trouble and I want Pennsylvanians to know it and I want the pro-life movement to understand it I'm telling you there's a lot I know that I can't tell you but there are some things I can tell you look at the fact not just that she lied, not just that she refused before the race to even say that she would ever endorse any of the other candidates. In other words, uh, how committed are you really to a Republican victory over someone as nasty and awful as the Democrat victor, right? I, You know, all that stuff about her, you know, supporting Barack Obama or wanting to erect a statue for Barack Obama, you know, whatever. She's talked her way around all that. I don't even care. Like, that's minutiae to me. But she accused McCormick and Dr. Oz of being globalists, which is really kind of funny because then she's the one who turned around and took $2 million desperate dollars from the club for growth. And all of that said, I have my own personal stories. I've told them there. I've posted them, actually. tried to be very honest. I think that she is just not of the character that we would ever want. I think given a month, she would have completely imploded and her numbers would have been in the single digits, given a month. She just rose fast, and a lot of conservatives got excited, and they weren't necessarily thrilled with their options, so they all kind of jumped on board with Kathy, and her story, story, whether it's true or not, I've heard some very interesting facts on that. As a matter of fact, I don't think her story is true about her mother being raped at 11 and um, all of that. I think there are a lot of things about Kathy that are not true. She has a record of lying. You know that. You've seen it. I've proven it. I don't know what else to do. I don't think she is in any way the future of this party. And let me say something else. I don't think that conservatives vote based on identity politics like race or gender. And I'm really proud of Pennsylvania for that too. Because it can be tempting. We get so tired of being called racist. We'll do anything to prove that we're not. We're not. Kate, we're not. Like anyone who really looks at what we do knows we're not. And by the way, Oz is a secular Muslim. So, um, yeah, just, you know, the left can just take that and just, yeah. I try to say nice things, but sometimes I get really angry at the left because they have become so evil. So the, the last thing about Kathy Barnett that I want to say, I have a, I could literally do a 10-hour podcast on Kathy Barnett because I'm, I've not been this disillusioned with a candidate in a long time. And I used to like her very much. In fact, I used to have her on my shows all the time. And I helped build her up. And uh, Kathy's one of these people that doesn't have any appreciation for people that help her get where she is. And that's another thing, another reason why uh, she needs a big dose of humble pie before uh, she goes any further. But anyway, enough about her. She is passé. She is in our past. She she proved herself dishonest. She proved herself uh, absolutely hypocritical with the Club for Growth $2 million that she took. Um, she proved herself really not even worthy of uh, your listening ears, except that in case there were still any leftovers out there, I want to make sure you guys had those facts straight. She couldn't win. She would never have beat the Democrat. And let me tell you something. I don't know if I'd ever run for office again. I ran once. I don't know if I'd ever run for office. But I would never, ever, you can trust me on this one, run against someone if I thought I couldn't win for my party. That in itself is one of the most selfish, egotistical, Arrogant lies, you can tell, primary voters, especially new primary voters. And there are a lot of them these days. A lot of new MAGA voters who really wanted to win. How dare she say she had a chance against the Democrat because she didn't? We'll see how the others do. But it is very exciting if you think about the numbers of Republicans who voted in the primary and versus the number of Democrats who voted in the primary because Pennsylvania can be won. And whether it's McCormick or whether it's Oz, I think both of them have a good chance to beat that Democrat. Now, will they be perfect? No. I, I, I interviewed Oz on my television show. I couldn't get him to promise that he wouldn't vote for Mitch McConnell for crying out loud. This is not a perfect MAGA candidate. There's no question about that, but Kathy Barnett was certainly not even a MAGA candidate, let alone a perfect one. So the truth sometimes is really hard to see. And when we have someone rise up really fast, like Kathy did, and you start to see all these inconsistencies and all this, hum. oh, I'm not going to do interviews because I don't want to be asked questions. And then if I do do interviews, I'm going to tell them which questions they can ask me because I have all my uh, pre-recorded answers that are just perfect so I don't have to really answer the questions. no. Guys, that is not a MAGA candidate. I don't care if she's prevented 100,000 abortions in her life. Bully her. Go work in the pro-life industry. Prove your stuff. Come back to us when you can win an election, when you can stop lying, and when you don't have to take millions from an organization that you say you don't even believe in to win your race. Right? Her husband, where is he? Has anyone ever seen her husband? It's just a question. I tried I tried to find him on the, on the internet, couldn't find him. So these are the takeaways from the primaries this week. This was a great week for Donald Trump. I don't even care what the left is trying to say. Oh, well, if, if Oz doesn't win and, and you know, uh, his Madison Cawthorn didn't win, you know, that's two more. Trump has doubled his losses. That's how the left likes to win. That's because he's lost so few. That's because his guesses are so good on who can win. And folks, I want you to think about one more thing. This is my last takeaway. I know I said there were only three, but there's one more. I just remember this is so important, so critical. If someone like Oz is elected, or McCormick, and if you don't trust them completely as MAGA candidates, let me tell you something. They had the endorsement of Donald Trump, right? King MAGA himself endorsed Oz. He will endorse McCormick if McCormick becomes the nominee. And with that will come a whole slew of brand-new MAGA red blood, right, all over the country and in Congress. It will be much easier for a congressperson to be a senator in this case, to be MAGA than it ever was before. Donald Trump is the absolute heir to the kingdom in terms of the hearts of the MAGA movement. They, we love him. We don't agree with everything he does. We vote independently. I am right with you on that. Right with you. But that doesn't mean. That these, this new fresh blood, like if it were Oz or or whomever, that they won't be held to a different standard. They not only will have there's power and victory, right? There's power and winning, but also. These, these, these MAGA candidates that we had in this last batch when Trump was president and when Biden was new president and all the rumblings about Russia and everything, and these guys like Marjorie Taylor Greene and like uh, Congressman Gates, who's a good friend, and others, uh, Madison Cawthorn included, they had to take so much hell because the establishment is still in power there. But that is going to change in this red wave. And with that change will come a strength and a sense of confidence from the winning and from the sheer numbers because there is power in numbers of MAGA candidates that will be there. And it will not be hard for someone like Mehmet Oz to be a MAGA candidate and to stick to his word and his promises to you and to me and to the others who supported him. It will be really hard for him to stray. The pressure will be in a different place. So we can hold these new MAGA candidates into account, even if we don't believe them, even if they get tempted because of the numbers we're going to produce. If we can stick to the last four things I just told you are your takeaways from the primaries this week. All right, that's it. I'm sorry I went long, but I always go long when I'm really excited about something. I'm glad you guys know this stuff because you have to take this to the bank. If you have to write this down, if you have to send it to your friends so that they understand these four critical, critical points because we can't make any of the mistakes we made. God held us up in this one, but we can't make any of the mistakes we made this time in the next primaries. We've got to warn the states that are forthcoming to have their primaries. Thanks for being here with me for Mad Truth with Dr. Gina. Don't forget to watch the show every single night on Real America's Voice, 7 p.m., 4 Pacific. Tell your friends about this podcast, and um, please let me know what you thought about it. I'm at Real Dr. Gina all over social media, and every single night during my show, or almost all nights, um, I am on Getter in the chat there during my show at 7 p.m., 4 Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern thanks you guys. I love y'all a lot. Go boldly now
0: and live the truth.